Tournament Poker Edge, live. Hey guys, welcome to Tournament Poker Edge Live, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com. This is Killing Bird. I'm here with Big Dog Pocket Fives. What up, everyone? We are about two and a half hours away from the start of my day two uh, in the Venetian 3.30, and Big Dog was kind enough to come out and sweat me for the last four hours or so of day one. So we thought we would jump on here and, and bust out a quick podcast before the start of day two and kind of recap a little bit about how things went down yesterday. So first of all, Casey, how you doing? I'm doing good. Hanging in there. Trying to stay focused. Liking the colors. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again for coming out last night. It was definitely uh, appreciated having you there. No problem. Especially since I was think I was falling asleep for the last hour and a half or so. And yeah, of, those days get long. Yeah, it's amazing how brutal it is. I think I told you on the rail last night, there were points where I found myself just like basically dazing off, not falling asleep necessarily, but not paying any attention to what the action was, and that's a time where I think you need to be, it's like the time where you need to be paying the most attention and playing your best game, and it's when you're least equipped to do so. For sure. If I could ever get by the first level, I'd know what that was like. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll do a recap of my entire tournament and teach you how it's done. All right. I would appreciate that. So I thought we should just talk maybe about some of the key spots last night, and there was one that you weren't there for, and I actually tweeted that I would try to remember the action for, uh, for this podcast. Um, it was pretty early in the day. Uh, I think I had about 11K, maybe 12K, right around starting stack. And the guy under the gun, I think we were at uh, 200, 400, and the guy... No, I'm sorry, 100, 200. Good job remembering. I know. It was a long day yesterday. So the guy under the gun raises to like 450. And I looked down. I'm immediately on his left, under the gun plus one. I, I look down at Ace King off. And I kind of start trying to think of what my three bet size is going to be. But the guy on my left actually starts chopping out what looks to be raising chips. So I, I really kind of quickly just made a decision to just flat in hopes that he would. Three bet, um, but then I, I think when he realized that I hadn't acted yet, he sort of reevaluated, I guess, because he kind of put those chips back and then just cut out a call. And then uh, I believe there was one more caller, and then the rest folded around. Flop comes uh, ace high with two hearts, uh, and I have the king of hearts for what it's worth, but I do not obviously have the ace of hearts. The ace of hearts is not on the board. No. It's the Ace of Diamonds, if I remember correctly. Um, guy on my right bets, I think like half pot or something. Um, I just call. I guess, first of all, I should probably be raising there like 100% of the time. Yeah, so far you've screwed up on two streets. Yeah. So I imagine this is going to be a theme to this hand. But yeah, this is like the hand. I think I play this hand so bad, and I make, yeah, I think it's worse. So I call, and the guy on my left calls. Um, turn is a jack of hearts so now there's three hearts on the board um, guy on my right bets again and I have I have the king of hearts so I have a redraw to the second nut flush um, 
But I really can't figure out where I am in the hand at this point. I don't know if the guy, if the guy on my right was betting his flush on the flop, if the guy on my left was calling with a flush. So again, I just kind of call, hopefully hoping for pot control of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy on my left also calls. Uh, so now I think there's probably, at this point, there's probably a good like 8K or something in the pot. Um, and I'm sorry if I have this action messed up. It was really early in the day. Good pot but, control. The river is the is another ace, so now I have trip aces with the king kicker, obviously. Um, guy Not on, the ace of hearts. No. Guy on my right, who was the original raiser, checks. I check, basically just hoping to get the showdown at this point. And the guy on my left bets five k. And I think I must have had. 8k left or 9 um, so the guy on my left bets and then the original raiser calls I have trip aces with a king kicker I think it's an easy call if the other guy folds but since he calls I don't, I don't know how many hit times you're going to actually be winning here you're probably beating the caller yeah he probably has something like ace queen or ace 10 or something like that yeah, my thought process was kind of that when the guy on my left sees us both check, he sees it as an opportunity to maybe steal the pot. But even if he's doing that, when the guy on the right calls, I feel like he has a flush almost all the time. He, he, he has a flush, you think? That's, that was my thought process. But obviously I didn't think it through very well because I did end up calling. And the guy who bet the river had a full house ace-jack. And the guy who called had like six, eight of hearts or something like that for a flush. So at this point, I literally had the third best hand. Yeah. Well played on every street. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. And it got me down. It, it put me at like, I think at that point, I had like 3,800 or something left. It was just really bad. And I think I told, told you when you got there last night that at some point, I had started having a couple cocktails. It was right around then because I was just like, well, this good tournament, Derek. So you might as well drink because you just blew off another $360 of big dogs money? Exactly. But then I doubled up like a couple of hands later, and I was like, shoot, now I have to stop. So I got back to being refocused. Um, but, you know, as we always see happen in tournament poker, like those are the kind of tournaments sometimes where you end up making a deep run, which fortunately is what I ended up doing. I think you showed up about, uh, what, around 10.30 or something like that? Yeah, we went, to, me and the girlfriend went to Celine Dion, started at 7.30, and I think it let out around 10. Then we... Uh or maybe 9.30 it let out, 9.30, and uh, we walked over. So I guess we got there around 11, or 10.30 or 11. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I don't know that there were necessarily a bunch of really interesting hands that I played once you got there, but I think there were obviously a lot of big hands. I've seen you get it all <laughs> in four times. You won two and you lost two. Yeah. One was ace 10 to 10-9 for short stack jam 10-9, and you ISO'd. He hit the nine in the door, and then you, I think, turned or rivered an ace. Yep, rivered an ace, which wasn't a huge pot, but still those chips make a big difference when you're trying to accumulate. Right. Then I seen you lose a 100K pot where a guy jams sixes into your queens. Yeah, that was kind of a blow, because I think that knocked me down. I think that was the first time where I was like, oh, shit, this is going to end badly for me, because I think that knocked me down right to around 100. Yeah. That's uh, when I sent you a text to stay focused. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and that definitely helped. Um, and then, then there, there was the big hand where it folded around to me in the small blind, 
<clears throat> I raised Ace King of Hearts. Uh, flop comes, I believe, Queen Ten X with two hearts. Right. Um, giving me obviously a straight draw and the nut flush draw. And uh, I think you made it seventeen K pre. Yeah, I think we figured out there was probably close to forty in the pot with all the Andes. And yeah, the, and, the and then she flatted in position. Yeah, and I know I bet. I, so if it's forty, there, I think I bet you said. I think you said I bet like twenty four k. You thought it should have been a little bit smaller. Twenty four five on the nose you bet because I was. I said to Patricia, I hope you bet to nineteen k here. Yeah. And you bet twenty four five, four four and one, four pink chips, four orange and a, and a purple. Yeah. And I think in hindsight that probably is a little bit too big. My, in my mind, I was trying to bet an amount that would hopefully make her think she could jam on me. So I was trying to go like a little over half, but that's probably I that's probably it, right then. But I mean, if there's 40k in the middle and you bet 24 or five, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, so fortunately, she does jam, and I snap called because I just figure even if she has some kind of pair or something, I have I'm probably if not a favorite. Even if she has it. a set, you're not that far behind. You have a lot of hearts, and you also have a draw to Broadway, so... Yeah. And uh, she did not look happy, and she turned over the... Th- I think it was the 3-5 of hearts. Some rag, two-heart hand. and uh, She hit her flush. Yes, she did. I believe... Uh, I think I hit Broadway and my not flush. Yeah, jack of hearts on river. Yeah, so that was a big hand. Um, I think at that point I had two, 230 or... 240 or something like that, so I was feeling really good. And then just a few hands later... I think you had more than that. Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, because right. after this hand, it knocks you down to 200K. That's right. So I was actually over 300. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the point where they say, you're going to play six more hands. You know, every table is going to play six more hands, and then, and then we're going to bag up for the night. So I'm feeling pretty good, and I, I kind of thought I would maybe try to steal like one more pot before, before it ended. Um, but I wasn't going to you know, get too crazy and get a bunch of chips in if I didn't have to. But then um, I think it was on the third or fourth hand of, of the six-hand series. Uh, guy two to my right, I think he must have been middle, middle position one or something. Uh, open jams, about 100, just under 100K. We're at 3.6 at this point. Open jams, just over 100K. I looked down at pocket jacks and... Uh, just can't, you know, even though we're almost to the end of the night and I am a complete nit, I couldn't fathom ever folding jacks in that position. So I, uh, I ISO'd. Um, everybody else folded. He turned over the 7 8 and uh, board. Well, the flop was great. It was like ace 6 something or another. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Like, there's no straight draws or anything. But he proceeded to go runner runner for the straight. Yeah, 9 5, I think. Yeah, so that was kind of brutal. Big dog on the river. And uh, sorry for, for like a 200k pot, so it was kind of you know kind of a mental blow, but it does make a huge difference because now you have 200k, which is the average stack where you could be coming back with 400k, double the average, and have a chance to really do some damage. But yeah, I mean you still got a good chance with an average stack, and I yeah. think you can do it. Yeah, and I know um, Cougars was checking the tweets this morning. He saw a tweet that said that the uh, the chip leader has. Uh, five something, five twenty or something like that. That I know who that is. He's actually really good. Yeah. So I would have been in, you know, would have been good, would have been in a pretty good spot. But I think Charlie had the be- you know, said it best when I was talking to him late last night. He said, "Well, two hundred four thousand is your stack. That is what you have. You know, that's what you have to work with. So just go in and play your stack. And and I think average is two hundred one or two hundred two. So I'm 
you know, I, I guess I just want to have as much chance as anybody of, of winning this tournament. So there's 52 people. I think left. the guy with 525k has more chance than you, but he might have a little better chance. That's just especially mine. if he's good. The good news is that I don't think there was anybody at my table that was good. Well, it's in the table draw, though. Right, but I'm just saying, you know, in terms of the entire 52 people that are left, right. we can we can assume that nine of them are pretty bad, and there's probably at least another right. 20 I mean, that are pretty bad. There was an Asian at your table making it 30K when the blinds were 2,500, 5K. So he's 6X yeah. in pre at this stage of the tourney is pretty horrid. Yeah, so we'll see what my table draw looks like. Hopefully I don't get sat down with the actual good player who has chips, but... If he does, you know, maybe he tries to, you know, start running the table over. I think my stack is such that I'll be looking for just good reseal spots. Um, I mean, so I, I have 25 big blinds coming back. You know, your thoughts on playing 25 big blinds at this point in the tournament? I mean, can I, be, can I raise fold a hand or two? Well, just from what I observed with uh, at least I was standing right under a monitor while railing you. And at least seven, eight people came over to see where every money jump was. So people seem really concerned with that. So even though you only have 25 big blinds, I would immediately start opening a few pots and seeing if I can steal. And if I can't, then I would just shut it down at 20 big blinds and go into three-bet shove mode. But I think you can open a few pots, yeah. at least two or three, and see if you can start stealing. And if you can't, I would just continue to do that until they stop me. Right. Yeah, because I guess in terms of, of three-bet jamming, it's not a huge difference if I have 25 or I have... 19 bigs. If I'm looking for three-bet jam spots, if I, if I open two and have to fold... I'm Live, just... people fold to three-bet jams of 10 big blinds. Yeah. They just don't want to commit the chips. So right. I think you can open a little bit more and fold and even get down to 15, 16, 17 big blinds and still be fine to three-bet shove with fold equity. Right. So I definitely think you can open some pots. Now, you might run into a hand or two when you do that, but, I mean, that doesn't mean people, you know, unless it's the same guy playing back at you or whatever, uh, I think... There's good opportunities here because these people are really concerned with the money jumps. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, um, not to jump back too far, but to go back to yesterday, kind of approaching the bubble, um, th there was a hand. I think we had talked on break, and you had, set, you had talked about the fact that people will fold you know, huge hands when you put the pressure on. And um, There was a hand where I opened pocket sevens, and a guy re-popped me, um, and, I, and I jammed. And he folded and showed me pocket tens, um, and I, you know, I, at that point I probably had twenty-two or twenty-four bigs or something. So he had, you know, he had committed a decent amount of chips. I think he made it. I made it five, and he made it fifteen, and and then I jammed the rest. But it shows how big a hands people will fold. Right. And then there was a hand after the bubble where the guy, the Asian guy, who was making it six x, opened, and I jammed the jack ten of diamonds, and he showed me the ace jack and folded. right. He was, he was making absurd opens. I mean, I don't know how you don't shove there. It's just too much value in getting him to fold a hand. Yeah. So I think that was a real learning experience for me because, I mean, everybody always talked about how, what, you know, what kind of hands people will fold live that they won't do online, but I saw it firsthand last night. So hopefully I can take advantage of that today and, and hopefully accumulate some chips and, and make a deep run. Good luck, brother. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, yeah, we just, we just thought we would, would uh, recap a little bit of yesterday's tournament. And obviously, if things go well today, we'll do another recap of day two. And it could involve drinking and celebrating. And We have a few bottles of booze here that we've already decided if KB does win, we will be drinking every drop tonight. <laughs> so I don't think we'll be drunk. But, <laughs> but we might have, like, a shot or two if I finish <laughs> fourth. 
So, um, so we'll wrap it up. Big Dog, thanks for joining us, as always. Thanks for having me. And we will be back with another episode of TPD Live very soon. Take care, everybody. <laughs>